there's a lot of things going on around the world. And as I read the news, both globally and locally, and I watch as the talking heads come together in unison to deconstruct the moral values and the political structure of our nation with the desire to build back better and bring about a fundamental change, I am in a quandary. And one thing I have to be aware of is the desire to hate. Now, I've watched, not recently, but for years, as these men teach and promote their wicked ideas while holding evil ideologies, they manage to slowly turn the exceptional ship called America. And it's stunning for me to see how many senators and representatives have supported the Marxist movement since their college days and that they're constantly being voted into office repeatedly. These things are open to the public. No, these aren't bitter accusations of political enemies. No, these are open facts. Van Jones, a declared communist, found himself to be a special advisor to Barack Obama, president of the United States. Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world, gave him $100 million for his social justice efforts. Nobody mentions his being forced to resign due to his anti-American Marxist position. $100 million was given to this man. Where do you think Bezos stands? Names have changed and a label no longer matters. That a man is a Marxist, so what? Marxism is and has been renamed for well over 100 years. Today, it's called progressivism. And there are social justice warriors, civil rights advocates, and some like Bernie Sanders, who are openly and proudly socialist. And we accept it. We the people sit blissfully by as our freedoms are taken away by these people. We wear our masks. Then we get fired from our jobs for having laid our lives on the line during the raging days of the pandemic because we wanted to help people, but now we refuse to allow or accept the tyrannical demands of the government. We're no longer essential. We have to bow lower. We were essential employees who were needed. We were needed in Lowe's and in Walmart, the Amazon warehouses. We were the minions required by the elitist to take their operations to a higher level. We had to make their operations run efficiently and uninterrupted during the most worst of times. We were indeed essential at that moment. But once our services were no longer deemed necessary, layoffs began, nurses were fired, doctors were released, and mandates were issued. We the people are not blind and ignorant. We the people are powerless, though, against these men, it would seem. We don't have the money. We don't have the power to resist. And so many of us have bowed to their demands. Fear has its insatiable grip on so many. The hatred of the people is being aimed at particular people. And it's being directed by a group that stands above us watching. They are directing us to hate one another. We're being told who to hate. And this is part of the design. We, the citizens, the middle age and the middle and lower classes, are being pitted against one another in a way that leads to destruction. A destruction of our culture. A destruction of our idea of America. And this is intentional relentless and by design this i hate and against this i will stand divide the people create a racial divide create a cultural divide look who's suffering and see who's bearing the weight of all this hostility 
we the people. How do you feel when you pay $4 for a gallon of gas and only earn $300 a week? Or how do you feel about paying $5 for a gallon of milk or the price of bread? My son just paid over $300 for four sheets of 4 by 8 plywood. A new truck? Well, that's $72,000. Insurance is unaffordable. And the government is telling us that inflation is a temporary thing that will soon pass. But wait, now their explanations have changed. We have to get used to this, and we have to learn to live accordingly. Eat less. Buy less. Be satisfied with less. Big Pharma is being led by a tiny lying man, an 80-year-old named Anthony Fauci. He's raking in trillions for Big Pharma. The money is pouring in and being handed to them by you and me, we the people, via taxes. But yet the government hands us $600 in stimulus money and says, look, look, look how much we care. They hand Bezos, the Waltons, and others of like-minded people with trillions and trillions of dollars. And then they turn around and ask, how much more do you need? There's a deep loathing for all that is going on that brings with it a real temptation that leans towards hopelessness, helplessness, and loneliness. Many are falling by the wayside. There is a nihilistic attitude that is forming in the minds of the young and old alike. Why try? Why work? Why vote? People are walking away from their professions, from jobs they've held for quite some time. You know, without a manufacturing base, our economy will collapse. No, I'm not in despair, nor am I depressed. I lift my head to the Lord when I feel down and burdened, and I'm aware of the gathering of dark clouds, and I see the black dog following me. I'm also aware of my weakness in times like this, and I realize how fragile society truly is and how fickle men truly are. I begin to think like David, the writer of the Psalms, when he asked, why do these nations rage? Jeremiah asked, why do wicked people succeed? Why do treacherous people have peace? God, you plant them and they take root. They grow and they produce fruit. They speak well of you with their lips, but their hearts are so far from you. They're fair questions. These men express the true feeling of the heart. I read of what men are doing and what they are saying, and I take note of who they are. Our questions are real expressions of what matters. But who are we asking for answers? The government? Our fellow man? Who do you think has caused these problems? Who do you think have brought these things about? What is man? What do these men believe? Who do they follow? What are their aims and intentions? Why should I seek help from them? They're the ones hurting me. I'm learning in a far more profound way that it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humanity. These are men that are telling us to trust them. These are the men that sit in high places of authority. They make laws and executive decisions that affect you and I, and they are angered when we don't trust them. They growl like lions. These men of immense wealth and power, they growl and the world trembles. Stock markets rise and fall at their word. They control the machine of society, of which you and I are seen just as cogs. Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, George Soros, Bill and Hillary Clinton and their foundation, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, and others. They've all blended their thoughts with the, wicked, the wickedness of Plato and Karl Marx. Their thoughts are not original, nor are their designs new. They are children of their father, and like their father, 
They want to be like the Most High. They roar and the people tremble. And our president preaches fear and suffering, calling on us, his subject, to expect the dark night of death and suffering. He promotes fear. His fear-mongering is grown old. We're beginning to complain. Now, how long will he allow this? No, it's best to say, how long will they allow this? There's only one who seeks to hold us bound in such a way. One who has held millions in slavery with a tormenting fear of death. Lucifer, the deceiver, the liar, the devil. Mock if you will. He delights in the faithlessness. And he loves anonymity for a while. But, you know, he is proud and he must raise his head. He wants all to know that it is his work that is taking place. We just need to consult the notes that we've been provided by God. But we refuse to do this. So we run around asking, how did we get into such condition? We can trace history to a certain point, but it all goes back to Adam, doesn't it? It helps immensely to know the enemy, and we're not ignorant of his devices. Or we should not be. They've been well displayed throughout the ages and well practiced by the craftiness and cunningness of man. We simply need to read the historical record God has provided so many refuse to even consider this. We, we don't want to see just how far we've run from the righteous standards of a loving God. And as a people, we love our sin. And as a people, we hate our God. We love our darkness rather than light. In this, even the smallest men join the chorus of all mankind. We can do this. We will survive. And whatever it takes, we'll manage our own affairs. Don't bring God into this. Without a standard, we have no contrast. We have no concept of what is right and what is wrong. We only have the word of these men. What have they shown us thus far? They have, will, and shall continue to reject knowledge. And they will seek to keep truth and knowledge away from you and me. Men prefer to embrace fantasy and data reveals that a soft, believable lie tends to calm down the restless sheep. Reality is revolting and offensive. We prefer the deception, and we're so easily deceived. We're ready to take the deception. Many look back at what was America, and we see that we were a good nation and a loving people. And they declare that still this America exists in our day. And that's not so. Wickedness rules, and the good men say nothing. We're neglecting to hold fast to faith, family, and freedom, to liberty itself. We've loosened our grip, and we're allowing it to escape. It's flying away like a frightened bird while we're taken up with personal worries and desires. We, the people, will all pay in the end. Globally, we will. Lamentations and recriminations will be voiced, but the blame will not fall on one man. It will fall where it rightly belongs, on we, the people. We have allowed, supported, voted for, and paid for this present tyranny. Why did we not refuse the fraudulent election? Why are we believing the lies? The enemy is throwing mud at us and calling us muddy. We stand and perhaps uh, shed a tear or two as we accept the fact that we're muddy. We grow comfortable with that idea. We accept their lies, their sins, and their wickedness, and their violent words towards us. We coddle their perversions and kowtow to their demands. And then we faint at their accusations. I don't want to be canceled. Do you? I don't want to be known as a racist. 
Do you? They claim to hold the high ground, and they do, the high ground of evil. We claim to hold the truth. Sadly, it appears that we have no idea or concept on how to apply the weapons that we possess, or we're just too afraid to use them. We're embarrassed and ashamed. We're too cowardly to stand. So we fall. Must we be reminded that our enemy, the enemy of our soul, knows nothing of mercy? Men are far more savage than the beasts of the field. I can assure you of that. History proves that. Am I wrong? Can you see what I'm seeing? Do you feel anything of what I feel? Personally, I refuse to allow this pack of black dogs to play at my feet or these wicked men to tease my mind. I'm learning what to hate and to resist. I'm learning how to fight. Truth sets us free. Truth sets us free, and I wish all men to be set free. I'm not a rich man, and I have no power to speak of. I have one vote, and the value of that is questionable. Personally, I, along with millions of others, believe that my vote was violently stolen in the past presidential election, and not one court, not one judge, was willing to stand up for me. Where are my advocates? Also, I don't recall seeing any of my conservative friends in Washington rising up in anger and protesting, willingly laying down their call to their place. They didn't have any sense of true righteous anger. Mitch McConnell, in a personal letter to me, wrote and assured that our president was at fault. Funny, a great deal of his money does come from China. Did you know that? He was echoing the shrill voice of our, our adversaries. Why? But I have to be careful here, or I will be accused next as an insurrectionist, a rebel. In spite of the efforts of these men, I am a free man. I can choose where I stand, and I can choose how I feel. I don't need a lot of money to keep my mind at ease. My wife and I have a good family and five adult children that we've raised. We have parents that we have loved and grandchildren we adore. My life is full, and honestly, I am content. God has been more than good and gracious to me and my wife. But the desire to hate? Now, I've been tempted, as have we all. And this is something that is delivered to us daily. Hate. If we accept it, it's something we'll have to wrestle with constantly. I have hated. And the feelings have run very, very deep. And they were corrupting and torturous. And I've been angry. And those emotions were overwhelming. But glory to God, I, I have been set free from these things. I know where the fight lies. And we're not fighting against humans. We're fighting against forces and authorities and against rulers of darkness and powers in the spiritual world. There's the fight. My Lord Jesus has assured me that people won't recognize me as being his disciple if I hate my fellow Christians. My wife reminded me that we're called to love our enemies and to do good to those who despitefully use us. Well, I stopped and I thought I literally dreamt about it. How hard did Jesus have it? He had to love me. And he does so unconditionally. So what should I do? Love is not an easy thing when it's not seen as a noun, but as a verb. I do believe that I can and I should hate the things God hates. But what are those things? They aren't subjective issues. The fact is laid out clearly in Proverbs 6, verses 16 through 19. It said, God hates a lying tongue. He hates arrogance. He hates hands that shed innocent blood. 
He hates a heart that devises wicked plans. He hates feet that run rapidly towards evil. He hates a false witness who utters lies. He hates those who spread strife among brothers and those who create division. So, you tell me, what should I do? Where should I stand? With God or with man? Plato hated the idea of a constitutional republic. Karl Marx was a devil, and he rejected God. Engels was his cohort. These wealthy men that I've mentioned profess no allegiance to God. They choose instead to dance alongside the devil. They delight in confusion and division. They shed innocent blood. It's disgusting and sad. So many have suffered and died at their hands based on their ideas. These ideas that these men embrace has resulted in the death of well over 150 million people during the 20th century alone. The war to end all wars simply opened the door to more death and carnage. Europe crumbled under Hitler, and we all recognize that he was a wicked man and surrounded himself with wicked men. Why then did we accept so many of his wicked men of importance into our ranks following the war? It doesn't make sense. Cambodia was destroyed under Pol Pot, and Cuba, well, Cuba is still reeling from Castro's torment, and we're ignoring their pain. It's not over yet. Too many are embracing the lies that these men are putting forth. We surrendered our young children years ago. These elitists have been educating our children for well over a century with their ideologies and their desires. We, the people, have been duped. We, the people, have chosen to believe their lie. Now, look at your children. See what they believe and watch how they act. Our eighth graders are not proficient in any core subject, and many argue that our high school seniors cannot even read their diplomas upon graduation. We, the people, have allowed them to be so thoroughly corrupted that several generations have rejected God from their thinking. And we wonder... Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. What does that mean for you and I as we stand today in America? I may brood and wonder, but I will not hate as men do. I will study and warn others, and I will stand with all my might against the evil that has crept in, but I will not hate as other men do. My voice that you hear, that you're listening to, is all that I have. I will speak until I'm hoarse, until I'm shut down. And this may be all that I can do. I teach these things to all that will listen, and I speak of Christ to as many as I can. My voice is my only weapon, the only one that I have, and I hope that it helps you. By God's grace, I pray, and I do. The Word of God is a light on my path. I have the Lord and His people. He is my shield, and I love the church. Do I love these wicked men and their wickedness? No, I do not. I don't. I will hate their wickedness and their sinfulness, but I also will hate the hands that shed innocent blood. I will hate the mind that thinks of wicked things. I will. I will hate those who utter lies, and I hate those that spread strife among the brothers. God hates a lying tongue, and I will stand with my God on these things. You say, well, I don't want a God like that. Okay, that's fine. Pray for me, though. 
pray that my love would be sincere and that I would understand how to fight as well as how to love. That I would hate what is evil and cling to that which is good. And that I would please my Lord. And pray that the Lord would allow my voice to be a good weapon that he can use. I sincerely appreciate your standing with me in this and I look forward to continuing. We have a new year coming upon us. And let's all take a huge step closer to heaven to know more intimately the God that we profess. To him be all glory, honor, and praise. And I pray that this year you would know his blessings.